Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you at 1234 in Edmonton. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and the staff at Roos Chris that Oilers Now sent you. All right. Uh, every Monday at Oilers Now, we are joined by NHL insider John Shannon. He is the Oilers Now headliner for touchback safety. Your safety is their goal. Discover safety training solutions at touchbacksafety.com. Hello, John. How are you? How are you? Uh, not bad. Little. Were you surprised at all that Sam Gagne ended up on waivers today? Uh, no. I wasn't. I mean, this, and I wasn't at camp, but in reading stuff at camp and talking to a few people, uh, I think that there was a real level of loyalty to Sam to try to find him a spot yep. uh, on the, on the roster, and and because of his loyalty. Uh, but at the same time, I think the the practical side of it is that uh, what the, uh, Dave Tippett and Ken Holland want to do with the hockey side is not really in the best interest of Dave Gagne. And to me, it makes sense. Uh, it's uh, it's too bad, but it's uh, and it's the price of business in the National Hockey League. Yeah, uh, Sam Gagne, as well as Brandon Manning, placed on waivers. The Oilers also sent down William Lagason. Uh, Manning was on the ice today. Gagne was not, which is surely a sign that the Oilers think that Manning will probably clear, but they might keep him up here uh, as the seventh defenseman, John. Well, and and that makes sense. Uh, and and I, you know, I mean, the thing that might scare people away from Manning is. You know his his ticket. It's still yep. a little high for a seventh defenseman. Um, but and there were times uh, in preseason that people thought that Manning was making a difference and was playing playing well. So uh, I think you're right. I, I think that there's a good chance that Manning stays once he clears, and uh, and then the Oilers have a, have an option and have some insurance in the press box. Yeah. All right. Uh, now we're getting a lot of texts coming in, John about the Oilers maybe looking at uh, Josh Hosang or Daniel Sprong or Nikolai Goldobin. We should mention today the Oilers had McDavid, Drysaddle, and Nugent Hopkins down the middle. We did not have Riley Sheehan on the ice, uh, which several of us uh, missed initially because we thought he was out there uh, because we were trying to figure out, well, there's got to be one more forward move coming. They had 16 forwards and can only, you know, likely keep 14 forwards, 7D, and uh, two goaltenders for 3 o'clock tomorrow. No Riley Sheehan, and then they had the three centers on the ice. So we'll find out from Dave Tippett here momentarily what's going on with Riley Sheehan. But uh, conspiracy theorists are already out there. Uh, I'm trying to think back to the game against Calgary. I know he took a high hit in the second period, but yeah. he was on the ice in the third period. Now, sometimes you feel the effects after. I guess time will tell on that front. Um, 
So let's look at some of these guys that are out there right now. Uh, would you have any interest in Josh Hosang if you were if you were running the Oilers? Here's the here's the fascination about Hosang, uh, and I, I know Josh a little bit. Uh, I talked to him a few times. Uh, believe it or not, when they were 13 and 14 years old, there were people saying that Connor McDavid and Josh Hosang were going to be the two elite players in professional hockey for years to come. There were people that put Hosang ahead of McDavid. Oh yeah. And and Josh, Josh, he's a different cat. He's a different type of guy. Uh, his skill level is unbelievable. I thought for sure when Lou Lamorello took over the Islanders, and Lou has this tremendous ability to get the best out of those fringe players or those guys that just don't seem to make it. He did it here in Toronto with Nazem Kadri. Uh, I thought that uh, this would be the uh, Hosang's coming out when Lamorello showed up on Long Island. Wasn't the case, and in fact, I think that Lou gave him as many chances as he could. Uh, to me, uh, a guy like Josh Hosang is it might be worth the risk. The other two guys, I'm sorry, uh, Daniel Sprung, uh, who can still shoot the puck from his days on in PEI and yep. and in Wilkes-Barre in the American League, um, is is one of those guys. I, I mean, this was a guy whose family moved from. Uh, from Europe to come to play minor hockey in Canada, they thought that he was going to be uh, uh, going to be something big, um, and never it never really came to fruition once he turned pro. And Nikolai Goldobin, I, I again, um, you know, one of those guys that Jim Benning put some stock in when they traded him from San Jose. I think that Goldobin is done. I don't think that uh, he has the ability to play at this level. So for me. Uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, I love spending other people's money and taking risks with other people's jobs. Uh, I would take a chance and look at Josh Hosang, but I wouldn't look at the other two. All right, you can text us at six thirty, six thirty. John Shannon joining us on Oilers now. Uh, John, we, we we sort of have a global. You know what we got? We, I read I read this text, um, and I'm going to reread it because I've already responded it to myself. Uh, you know, uh, to the texter. On the air, but uh, Craig Out West says, Bob, I'm a lifelong Oilers fan. I bleed orange and blue, but I can't remember a season in which I was more apathetic and disinterested to start the season. The team has been such a disappointment over the last decade. The game experience is poor, according to this text here. The product on the ice is so bad that for the first time in decades, I haven't bought a single ticket for the upcoming season. I sense that I'm not alone. I see no reason this season will be any different than the last few. Three elite centers surrounded by uh, literally a dozen fourth-line AHL players. Uh, that's sort of the, the, the genesis. He's concerned about yeah. the concerned You don't about, have to read it. I don't have, have to read, read any box. further. He, he's, <laughs> he's, you know, one one top four defenseman, he's saying, and the goaltending is a big question mark. And my response to that is it's been a humbling last year for the Edmonton Oilers. Like when we were over in Germany, and, that's, and, and, there, and I believe there's going to be a very different. We're already, John. We're already seeing a different approach, and I can illustrate this point. And it it seems like it might seem like a trite thing to people out there listening to the show right now, but Ken Holland has a reserve table in the media dining room before the games. That never used to happen here before. Ken Holland and the hockey operations staff is now watching the game from the media press box side of the ice, not sure. in the not in the private bunker where Ken's predecessor was. Ken's, you know, I walked into the building yesterday here with him for the junior game, and people came over and said hi. And, you know, there's an approachability factor. I believe Ken Holland was able to execute a trade in the offseason with Milan Lucic that Pete Shirelli wouldn't have been able to do. 
because I don't think Calgary in, in a similar scenario would have done the Oilers. You know what I'm so. But I'd like to get. Yeah. I'd like to get. You know, like I, I think that that texture brought up a lot of points. There, there is that feeling out there. That maybe, well, it, first of all, it's it, it, it's a fair comment based on the the money that people in northern Alberta have spent uh, on this hockey club. It's a fair comment based on particularly the last two years where the team has underachieved. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, But I do think, to your point, uh, in putting Ken Holland in place and putting Dave Tippett behind the bench, uh, they are trying to create an accountability internally first uh, that may, may, and maybe that accountability was what the fans were putting on the hockey club, but that accountability was not internal. And certainly what we're going to hear about in the next two to three years, because it's going to take some time, is we're going to hear about Ken Holland's Euler way. We're going to hear about uh, the philosophy of this hockey club, both on and off the ice, uh, in a very tangible manner. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in what Kenny Holland has done. I'm a firm believer in the loyalty that he creates. Uh, and and think that this was the right decision at the right time. But in the end, the hockey fan has to see that and believe in it before they're you know yeah. they're they're going to put some money down. And the only thing I would tell tell the uh, the guy who sent you the text is, hey, listen, fair enough. There'll be tickets available. You know, we hope to see you come back sooner than later uh, and enjoy the ride, sitting at home watching on television for a while, and it's going to be fun. John. Um, but it's 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 not a, this is not a Stanley Cup winning team this year, right? You know, this this is this is this is going to be a process, and we're going to see that we're going to see and hear the growth of guys like Bouchard, like Yamamoto, like McLeod, uh, and a few of those guys in Bakersfield, and then they're going to come and make a difference at the right time. The one thing Holland has done with the amount of guys that are in in on one-year contracts, you know, like Granlin's on a one-year deal, Archibald's on a one-year deal, Riley Sheehan, and again, we're just waiting for an update here from Dave Tippett as to why Sheehan wasn't on the ice day for practice, because yesterday was a day off. Uh, so it was a little bit surprising not to see him out there, and frankly, a little concerning. Uh, but a lot of one-year contracts, he's bought himself some flexibility in the summer. The Oilers put two players on uh, waivers today, Manning and, and Gagne. You know, it's a $5.35 million cap hit between those two players. So there is going to be a little bit of wiggle room to potentially target, you know, uh, an improved dimension maybe with a top six winger or theoretically a third-line center or something like that. And they've got yeah, some uh, young defense prospects coming. That is, the- and, 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 and let's face it, beyond Connor's knee, beyond Connor's knee, Ken Holland's biggest challenge was how was he going get to get out of cap hell? Yeah. Uh, and, and he is slowly getting out of cap hell, and and, and every every Oiler fan who follows this show and is, and is a diligent Oiler follower understands the cap issues this hockey club's for the had for the last couple of years, uh, and and now you can point in the right direction, knowing full well that some of the guys, some of the best players in this team, are actually quite attractive contracts, like Leon. Yes. Uh, so the so so there there, you know this. This is not turning around a motorboat. This is turning around, you know, a big darn cruise liner, you know, the Norwegian cruise liner. It, it, it takes some time. 
This text comes in from Jay. How does Ken Holland's accessibility have anything to do with the texter's point? Yes, you guys, the media, get better access, but that doesn't mean the on-ice uh, or in-game product gets better. Well, I, I, you know, the only, the, my only answer to that was, and, I, and I, we, we all lived it with Kenny in Detroit, is that you know the media is, is a conduit. The media is a conduit right. for the fan, and, and so if, if Kenny's sitting there being able to explain what he's doing and why he's doing it, uh, there won't be as many questions from the media. There'll be answers, uh, and, and those answers will help the fan understand. And that was the one thing. There was never, or there were very few times in Kenny's time in Detroit where people were wondering, what the heck are they doing? Kenny was always accountable, was always there to sit, and, and and I I expect in the same realm this time when when the writers are around when Specs on when Specs around him when when Jim Matheson's around when all the other hockey writers are around when Rob's there you know they're going to be able to say hey Ken Holland told me this and it's gospel and this is what's going to happen and then you can hold Kenny's uh, word to the to the fire and see whether it comes true as opposed to guessing and wondering what the heck is supposed to be happening with management for the hockey club. This text comes in saying, what does Ken's media skills have to do with putting up a half-decent uh, top six? McDavid is literally on a guy who was in the NHL, uh, who wasn't in the NHL last year, and another guy who scored seven goals in the NHL. He's referring to the fact that Thomas Yurko, Yurcho now, we're going with Yurcho, and James Neal are his wingers. Well, James Neal's had 10, 20-goal seasons. He had a bad year last year. The Oilers are hoping for a bounce back. And, and that's, Listen, the, yeah, the James Neal, Milan Lucic is... My blank for your blank, okay? Yep. Let's face it. It's my blank for your blank, and it was worth the risk because every Oilers fan knew that Milan Lucic had lost it, had lost it, and was not a factor scoring goals. Was I mean, it still was that intimidating force on the ice, which is why Calgary wanted him. But the ability to move the puck, the hands were gone. You know, Milan Lucic was not the, not the goal scorer or the, or the assist guy that he ever was in Boston. This text comes in from B. Not sure what people wanted Ken Holland to do. He improved the bottom six. He moved an Im- immovable contract for a potential top six forward. He freed up a roster spot for a young D, and he got a good 1B goalie on a one-year deal. And the Oilers will have uh, cap space next year. That one comes to us from B. All right. So now, the, 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 mag- the, magic, the magic of being September 30th and the season starting in two and a half days is that people are going to just have ideas germinate and think and worry. Uh, a month from now, we're, I think we're really going to see the impact of Ken Holland with the on-ice product, I think probably 25 games in. Uh, and I think we'll see Dave Tippett's influence 25 games in. So to expect it Wednesday night or Saturday night might be a little much, but I think you're going to see it. You're going to see dribs and drabs of it, but I don't think we're going to really see it in, in full effect until 20, game 25 or 26. Yeah, we got our uh, preseason prediction show coming up here just after 1 o'clock with Reed, who's just downstairs waiting for Dave Tippett uh, to get started, uh, and then uh, Brendan Escott as well. Uh, so do you have the orders in the playoffs? I don't. I don't, but I, I do have them playing competitive games in the at the end of March in that first week in April. Yeah. You know, again, it's pointed in the right direction this way. When you go and change the coach and you change the manager after a disappointing season, you are saying we have to sacrifice something. And I think that and I think and I think Kenny has probably sacrificed the right thing. All I can, you know, I mean, at, at a certain point last year before Christmas, when Ken Hitchcock came in and they went nine one and one, everybody thought the world was 
perfect again. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, and then it fell flat. Then it fell flat. But there were still still opportunities in February and March to play competitive key games that they, had they got on the streak, they could get in the playoffs. I expect this team to be a 90-point team this year and be a difference maker. Yep. But I don't think 90 points gets you in the playoffs. Okay, well, I do think they can be a 90-point team. Many would say, Starfrey, the eternal optimist. You're paid to think that way. Uh, I think four things have to happen for the Edmonton Oilers to get into uh, the playoffs. Number one, their big dogs have to stay healthy. David Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Clef, Bomb, and Nurse. Those guys got to be healthy. Number two... The combination of Smith and Koskin, they got to stop the puck. Number three, uh, the Oilers uh, have to get more offense from the back end. And number four, they have to get support scoring in the bottom six of their lineup. And we're already, uh, you know, yeah. that's going to be a challenge. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Uh, number two, number two, number two, and number two. Yeah. <laughs> Which is goaltending, 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 yeah. and more goaltending. Sure. I mean, that's that's... I mean that's that's what this team has really needed the last two years. Awesome stuff. Uh, very quickly, your thought on what Kevin Chevaldeoff was able to pull off on the two? Uh, you got a, a long-term deal on one guy and a bridge on another. Uh, well, uh, the Connor deal to me is just a, a brilliant move by by the Jets. Uh, the Line A one was an act of desperation, uh, and uh, they'll they'll. They'll pay the price two years from now, and I think they're hoping and have their fingers crossed that they go deep into the playoffs the next two years in order to justify it. There you have it. That's John Shannon, NHL Insider. John, we look forward to touching base next uh, Monday. Hey, have a great start of the season, Bob. Uh, are we going to see you here? We'll you see. Just might. You right. just might. You just might. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You never know. All right. We'll talk later. That's John Shannon, 1251 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. It is 1253 in Edmonton. You can follow Oilers Now on two great road trips coming up. Join us in Chicago to see the Oilers play the Blackhawks or come to Tampa Bay. For a hockey game and a five-night Caribbean cruise, packages include lower bowl game tickets, a welcome reception with yours truly. For the Oilers now, Chicago and Tampa road trips, call New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. We will mention to you these trips are in the second half of the season. Our New York trip is less than two weeks away. It is sold out. This is Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you along with Brendan Escott. We have three minutes to get. We're going to have some fun. Brennan, should I? Should I? What, what, what term? No, we're going to save it for 1 o'clock. We have a little competition coming up at 1 o'clock. Okay? 
So we'll read some texts. The Chiseler out of Las Vegas. Bob, my head is definitely not buried today. Not hard selling you. Any chance of opening the show with Jensen Interceptor's tiny thing at some point? Waivers regarding Sam Gagne. BS move. He's better than half of the forwards on the team. Definitely lower the number of dress rehearsals. So the Chisler's seeing fewer uh, preseason games. I love cruise liners. Love that Mike Smith starts in game one. Love blank blank. I love Kenny Holland, but they won't be playing games in late October. The Chiseler is going to go with 88 points. Hmm. Hmm. That's got me thinking. What about a uh, idea here? Here we go. KDK says, Bob, I'd never consider myself a smart hawking mind. But I can't understand how people are so critical of the Oilers' goaltending when it's clearly a byproduct of the team's completely inadequate defense. When every goalie that comes to play for the Oilers is considered bad, Talbot, Brassois, Koskinen, Smith, maybe the constant, the defense, should be considered rather than the variable. Until the defense is fixed, and not by adding raw rookies to the lineup, things won't change from KDK. Another texter comes in. Bob, sitting in my hotel room in Banff watching the Oilers and the Flames, it sure hurt to see Tobias Reeder get his two, considering the guy couldn't pocket one all last season. <laughs> I can't just help but feel how angry. Uh, he attacked the net for the Flames, uh, something that he didn't do a lot of last year. Well, he played hungrier. First goal was not a great goal against Koskin. I'll be the first to admit to that. Bob, I know there's no way it could happen, but would Casey DeSmith be an upgrade on Mike Smith or uh, Miko Koskin? Uh, Casey DeSmith placed on waivers. Don't see that happening as well. And Stan has texted the show. Bob, the Oilers organization simply paying the price for years of poor management, general managers and hockey operations. Nothing more, nothing less. They were fortunate that the fans sold out the building for 10-plus years of bottom two or three overall finishes, almost unheard of in professional sports. There will be no playoffs until 2021 from Stamp. So he's saying the Oilers missed the playoffs this year, but make the playoffs next year. Again, you can text us at 630, 630. 12.57 in Edmonton. Thank you to all the texters. We're going to have a little competition that's going to get a bunch of uh, responses, I'm going to think. We're going to have some fun coming up in the second hour of the show. This is Oilers Now. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.